0: Welcome back to the Weekly Bible Reading. This is week 25. This week we're going to read 1 Samuel chapters 1-13. through Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this chance that we have to look into your word once again. We pray as we read from this book of Samuel that we will learn that we should trust only in you and not in our own solutions. Try to take things into our own hands. We thank you that you are a God who is involved, and you are working out your plans. We pray that we will learn to bring our concerns to you. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. First Samuel chapter one. Now there was a certain man of Ramath Zophim of the hill country of Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Joram, the son of Elihu the son of Tohu, the son of Zuf, an Ephraimite. He had two wives. The name of one was Hannah, and the name of the other Peninnah. Peninnah had children, but Hannah had no children. This man went up out of his city from year to year to worship and to sacrifice to Yahweh of armies in Shiloh. The two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, priests to Yahweh, were there. When the day came that Elkanah sacrificed, he gave to Peninnah his wife, and to all her sons' and her daughters' portions. But to Hannah he gave a double portion, for he loved Hannah. But Yahweh had shut up her womb. Her rival provoked her severely to irritate her, because Yahweh had shut up her womb. So year by year when she went up to Yahweh's house, her rival provoked her. Therefore she wept and didn't eat. Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why don't you eat? Why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah rose up after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting on his seat by the doorpost of Yahweh's temple. She was in bitterness of soul and prayed to Yahweh, weeping bitterly. She vowed a vow and said, Yahweh of armies, if you will indeed look at the affliction of your servant and remember me and not forget your servant, but will give your servant a boy, then I will give him to Yahweh all the days of his life, and no razor shall come on his head. As she continued praying before Yahweh, Eli saw her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. Eli said to her, How long will you be drunk? Get rid of your wine. Hannah answered, No, my lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have not been drinking wine or strong drink, but I poured out my soul before Yahweh. Don't consider your servant a wicked woman, for I have been speaking out of the abundance of my complaint and my provocation. Then Eli answered, Go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant your petition that you have asked of him. She said, Let your servant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her facial expression wasn't sad anymore. They rose up in the morning early and worshipped Yahweh, then returned and came to their house in Ramah. Then Elkanah knew Hannah his wife, and Yahweh remembered her. When the time had come, Hannah conceived and bore a son, and she named him Samuel, saying, Because I have asked him of Yahweh. The man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer to Yahweh the yearly sacrifice and his vow. But Hannah didn't go up, for she said to her husband, not until the child is weaned. Then I will bring him, that he may appear before Yahweh, and stay there forever. Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Do what seems good to you. Wait until you have weaned him. Only may Yahweh establish his word. So the woman waited and nursed her son until she weaned him. When she had weaned him, she took him up with her, with three bowls, and one ephah of meal, and a container of wine, and brought him to Yahweh's house in Shiloh. The child was young. They killed the bull and brought the child to Eli. She said, O my lord, as your soul lives, my lord, I am the woman who stood by you here, praying to Yahweh. I prayed for the child, and Yahweh has given me my petition which I asked of him. Therefore I have also given him to Yahweh. As long as he lives, he is given to Yahweh. He worshipped Yahweh there. Chapter 2. Hannah prayed and said, My heart exults in Yahweh, my horn is exalted in Yahweh, my mouth is enlarged over my enemies, because I rejoice in your salvation. There is no one as holy as Yahweh, for there is no one besides you, nor is there any rock like our God. Don't keep talking so exceedingly proudly, don't let arrogance come out of your mouth, for Yahweh is a god of knowledge by him actions are weighed the bows of the mighty men are broken those who stumbled are armed with strength those who were full have hired themselves out for bread those who were hungry are satisfied yes the barren has borne seven she who has many children languishes yahweh kills and makes alive he brings down to sheol and brings up yahweh makes poor and makes rich he brings low He also lifts up. He raises up the poor out of the dust. He lifts up the needy from the dunghill, to make them sit with princes, and inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are Yahweh's. He has set the world on them. He will keep the feet of his holy ones, but the wicked will be put to silence in darkness. For no man will prevail by strength. Those who strive with Yahweh shall be broken to pieces. He will thunder against them in the sky. Yahweh will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king, and exalt the horn of his anointed. Elkanah went to Ramah to his house. The child served Yahweh before Eli the priest. Now the sons of Eli were wicked men. They didn't know Yahweh. The custom of the priests with the people was that when anyone offered a sacrifice, the priest's servant came while the meat was boiling, with a fork of three teeth in his hand and he stabbed it into the pan, or kettle, or cauldron, or pot. The priest took all that the fork brought up for himself. They did this to all the Israelites who came there to Shiloh. Yes, before they burned the fat, the priest's servants came, and said to the man who sacrificed, Give meat to roast for the priest, for he will not accept boiled meat from you, but raw. If the man said to him, Let the fat be burned first, and then take as much as your soul desires, then he would say, No, but you shall give it to me now, and if not, I will take it by force. The sin of the young men was very great before Yahweh, for the men despised Yahweh's offering. But Samuel ministered before Yahweh, being a child, clothed with a linen ephod. Moreover, his mother made him a little robe, and brought it to him from year to year, when she came up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. Eli blessed Elkanah and his wife, and said, May Yahweh give you offspring from this woman for the petition which was asked of Yahweh. Then they went to their own home. Yahweh visited Hannah, and she conceived and bore three sons and two daughters. The child Samuel grew before Yahweh. Now Eli was very old, and he heard all that his sons did to all Israel, and how they slept with the women who served at the door of the tent of meeting. He said to them, Why do you do such things? For I hear of your evil dealings from all these people. No, my sons, for it is not a good report that I hear. You make Yahweh's people disobey. If one man sins against another, God will judge him. But if a man sins against Yahweh, who will intercede for him? Notwithstanding, they didn't listen to the voice of their father, because Yahweh intended to kill them. The child Samuel grew on, and increased in favor, both with Yahweh and also with men. A man of God came to Eli and said to him, Yahweh says, Did I reveal myself to the house of your father when they were in Egypt in bondage to Pharaoh's house? Didn't I choose him, out of all the tribes of Israel, to be my priest, to go up to my altar, to burn incense, to wear an ephod before me? Didn't I give to the house of your father all the offerings of the children of Israel made by fire? Why do you kick at my sacrifice and at my offering, which I have commanded in my habitation, and honor your sons above me, to make yourselves fat with the best of all the offerings of Israel my people? Therefore Yahweh the God of Israel says, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father should walk before me forever. But now, Yahweh says, far be it from me, For those who honor me I will honor, and those who despise me will be cursed. Behold, the days come that I will cut off your arm, and the arm of your father's house, that there will not be an old man in your house. You will see the affliction of my habitation, and all the wealth which I will give Israel. There shall not be an old man in your house for ever. The man of yours, whom I don't cut off from my altar, will consume your eyes and grieve your heart. All the increase of your house will die in the flower of their age. This will be the sign to you that will come on your two sons, on Hophni and Phinehas. In one day they will both die. I will raise up a faithful priest for myself, who will do according to that which is in my heart and in my mind. I will build him a sure house. He will walk before my anointed forever. It will happen that everyone who is left in your house will come and bow down to him for a piece of silver and a loaf of bread, and will say, Please, put me into one of the priest's offices, that I may eat a morsel of bread. Chapter 3 The child Samuel ministered to Yahweh before Eli. Yahweh's word was rare in those days. There were not many visions then. At that time, when Eli was laid down in his place, now his eyes had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, And God's lamp hadn't yet gone out, and Samuel had laid down in Yahweh's temple where God's ark was. Yahweh called Samuel, and he said, Here I am. He ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. He said, I didn't call. Lie down again. He went and lay down. Yahweh called yet again, Samuel. Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. He answered, I didn't call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel didn't yet know Yahweh. Neither was Yahweh's word yet revealed to him. Yahweh called Samuel again the third time. He arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Eli perceived that Yahweh had called the child. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down. It shall be, if he calls you, that you shall say, Speak, Yahweh, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Yahweh came and stood and called, as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant hears. Yahweh said to Samuel, Behold, I will do a thing in Israel, at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tangle. In that day I will perform against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house, from the beginning even to the end. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knew, because his sons brought a curse on themselves, and he didn't restrain them. Therefore I have sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be removed with sacrifice or offering forever. Samuel lay until the morning and opened the doors of Yahweh's house. Samuel was afraid to show Eli the vision. Then Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. He said, Here I am. He said, What is the thing that he has spoken to you? Please don't hide it from me. God do so to you, and more also, if you hide anything from me of all the things that he spoke to you. Samuel told him every bit, and hid nothing from him. He said, It is Yahweh. Let him do what seems good to him. Samuel grew, and Yahweh was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. All Israel, from Dan even to Beersheba, knew that Samuel was established to be a prophet of Yahweh. Yahweh appeared again in Shiloh, for Yahweh revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by Yahweh's word. Chapter 4 The word of Samuel came to all Israel. Now Israel went out against the Philistines to battle, and encamped beside Ebenezer, and the Philistines encamped in Aphek. The Philistines put themselves in array against Israel. When they joined battle, Israel was defeated by the Philistines, who killed about 4,000 men of the army in the field. When the people had come into the camp, the elders of Israel said, Why has Yahweh defeated us today before the Philistines? Let's get the ark of Yahweh's covenant out of Shiloh and bring it to us, that it may come among us and save us out of the hand of our enemies. So the people sent to Shiloh, and they brought from there the ark of the covenant of Yahweh of armies who sits above the cherubim, and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were there with the ark of the covenant of God. When the ark of Yahweh's covenant came into the camp, all Israel shouted with a great shout, so that the earth resounded. When the Philistines heard the noise of the shout, they said, What does the noise of this great shout in the camp of the Hebrews mean? They understood that Yahweh's ark had come into the camp. The Philistines were afraid, for they said, God has come into the camp. They said, Woe to us! There has not been such a thing before. Woe to us! Who shall deliver us out of the hand of these mighty gods? These are the gods that struck the Egyptians with all kinds of plagues in the wilderness. Be strong and behave like men, O you Philistines, that you not be servants to the Hebrews, as they have been to you. Strengthen yourselves like men and fight. The Philistines fought, and Israel was defeated and each man fled to his tent. There was a very great slaughter, for thirty thousand footmen of Israel fell. God's ark was taken, and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were slain. A man of Benjamin ran out of the army, and came to Shiloh the same day, with his clothes torn and with dirt on his head. When he came, behold, Eli was sitting on his seat by the road watching, for his heart trembled for God's ark. When the man came into the city and told about it, all the city cried out. When Eli heard the noise of the crying, he said, What does the noise of this tumult mean? The man hurried and came and told Eli. Now Eli was ninety-eight years old. His eyes were set so that he could not see. The man said to Eli, I am he who came out of the army, and I fled today out of the army. He said, How did the matter go, my son? He who brought the news answered, Israel has fled before the Philistines and there has also been a great slaughter among the people your two sons also Hophni and Phinehas are dead and God's ark has been captured when he made mention of God's ark Eli fell from off his seat backward by the side of the gate and his neck broke and he died for he was an old man and heavy he had judged Israel 40 years his daughter-in-law Phinehas's wife was with child near to give birth when she heard the news that god's ark was taken and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead she bowed herself and gave birth for her pains came on her about the time of her death the woman who stood by her said to her don't be afraid for you have given birth to a son but she didn't answer neither did she regard it she named the child ichabod saying The glory has departed from Israel, because God's ark was taken, and because of her father-in-law and her husband. She said, The glory has departed from Israel, for God's ark has been taken. Chapter 5 Now the Philistines had taken God's ark, and they brought it from Ebenezer to Ashdod. The Philistines took God's ark, and brought it into the house of Dagon, and set it by Dagon. When the people of Ashdod arose early on the next day, behold, Dagon had fallen on his face to the ground before Yahweh's ark. They took Dagon and set him in his place again. When they arose early on the following morning, behold, Dagon had fallen on his face to the ground before Yahweh's ark, and the head of Dagon and both the palms of his hands were cut off on the threshold. Only Dagon's torso was intact. Therefore, neither the priests of Dagon, nor any who come into Dagon's house step on the threshold of Dagon in Ashdod to this day. But Yahweh's hand was heavy on the people of Ashdod, and he destroyed them and struck them with tumors, even Ashdod and its borders. When the men of Ashdod saw that it was so, they said, The ark of the God of Israel shall not stay with us, for his hand is severe on us and on Dagon our God. They sent therefore and gathered together all the lords of the Philistines and said, What shall we do with the Ark of the God of Israel? They answered, Let the Ark of the God of Israel be carried over to Gath. They carried the Ark of the God of Israel there. It was so, that after they had carried it there, Yahweh's hand was against the city with a very great confusion, and he struck the men of the city both small and great, so that tumors broke out on them. So they sent God's Ark to Ekron. As God's Ark came to Ekron, the Ekronites cried out, saying, they have brought the ark of the God of Israel here to us, to kill us and our people. They sent therefore, and gathered together all the lords of the Philistines, and they said, Send the ark of the God of Israel away, and let it go again to its own place, that it not kill us and our people. For there was a deadly panic throughout all the city. The hand of God was very heavy there. The men who didn't die were struck with the tumors, and the cry of the city went up to heaven. Chapter six. Yahweh's Ark was in the country of the Philistines seven months. The Philistines called for the priests and the diviners, saying, What shall we do with Yahweh's Ark? Show us how we should send it to its place. They said, If you send away the Ark of the God of Israel, don't send it empty, but by all means return a trespass offering to him. Then you will be healed, and it will be known to you why his hand is not removed from you. Then they said, what should the trespass offering be, which we shall return to him? They said, Five golden tumors and five golden mice, for the number of the lords of the Philistines. For one plague was on you all, and on your lords. Therefore you shall make images of your tumors, and images of your mice that mar the land. And you shall give glory to the God of Israel. Perhaps he will release his hand from you, from your gods, and from your land. Why, then, do you harden your hearts, as the Egyptians and Pharaoh hardened their hearts? When he had worked wonderfully among them, didn't they let the people go, and they departed? Now, therefore, take and prepare yourselves a new cart, and two milk-cows on which there has come no yoke, and tie the cows to the cart, and bring their calves home from them, and take Yahweh's ark, and lay it on the cart. Put the jewels of gold, which you'd return for a trespass offering, in a box by its side, and send it away that it may go. Behold, if it goes up by the way of its own border to Beth Shemesh, then he has done us this great evil. But if not, then we shall know that it is not his hand that struck us. It was a chance that happened to us. The men did so, and took two milk cows, and tied them to the cart, and shut up their calves at home. They put Yahweh's Ark on the cart, and the box with the golden mice, and the images of their tumors. The cows took the straight way by the way to Beth Shemesh. They went along the highway, lowing as they went, and didn't turn away to the right hand or to the left, and the lords of the Philistines went after them to the border of Beth Shemesh. The people of Beth Shemesh were reaping their wheat harvest in the valley, and they lifted up their eyes and saw the Ark, and rejoiced to see it. The cart came into the field of Joshua of Bethshemesh and stood there, where there was a great stone. Then they split the wood of the cart and offered up the cows for a burnt offering to Yahweh. The Levites took down Yahweh's ark and the box that was with it, in which the jewels of gold were, and put them on the great stone. And the men of Bethshemesh offered burnt offerings and sacrificed sacrifices the same day to Yahweh. When the five lords of the Philistines had seen it, they returned to Ekron the same day. These are the golden tumors which the Philistines return for a trespass offering to Yahweh. For Ashdod, one. For Gaza, one. For Ashkelon, one. For Gath, one. For Ekron, one. And the golden mice, according to the number of all the cities of the Philistines belonging to the five lords, both of fortified cities and of country villages, even to the great stone on which they set down Yahweh's ark. That stone remains to this day in the field of Joshua of Bethshemesh. He struck of the men of Bethshemesh because they had looked into Yahweh's ark. He struck fifty thousand seventy of the men. Then the people mourned, because Yahweh had struck the people with a great slaughter. The men of Bethshemesh said, Who is able to stand before Yahweh, this holy god? To whom shall he go up from us? They sent messengers to the inhabitants of Kiriath-Jerim, saying, the Philistines have brought back Yahweh's Ark. Come down and bring it up to yourselves. Chapter 7 The men of Kiriath-Jerim came and took Yahweh's Ark and brought it into Abinadab's house on the hill and consecrated Eleazar his son to keep Yahweh's Ark. From the day that the Ark stayed in Kiriath-Jerim, the time was long, for it was twenty years, and all the house of Israel lamented after Yahweh. Samuel spoke to all the house of Israel, saying, If you are returning to Yahweh with all your heart, then put away the foreign gods and the Ashtaroth from among you, and direct your hearts to Yahweh, and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. Then the children of Israel removed the Baals and the Ashtaroth, and served Yahweh only. Samuel said, Gather all Israel to Mizpah, and I will pray to Yahweh for you. They gathered together to Mizpah, and drew water, and poured it out before Yahweh and fasted on that day, and said there, We have sinned against Yahweh. Samuel judged the people of Israel in Mizpah. When the Philistines heard that the children of Israel were gathered together at Mizpah, the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel. When the children of Israel heard it, they were afraid of the Philistines. The children of Israel said to Samuel, Don't stop crying to Yahweh our God for us, that he will save us out of the hand of the Philistines. Samuel took a suckling lamb and offered it for a whole burnt offering to Yahweh. Samuel cried to Yahweh for Israel, and Yahweh answered him. As Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines came near to battle against Israel. But Yahweh thundered with a great thunder on that day on the Philistines and confused them, and they were struck down before Israel. The men of Israel went out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and struck them until they came to beth Then Samuel took a stone, and set it between Mizbah and Shin, and called its name Ebenezer, saying, Yahweh helped us until now. So the Philistines were subdued, and they stopped coming within the border of Israel. Yahweh's hand was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. The cities which the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel from Ekron even to Gath, and Israel recovered its border out of the hand of the Philistines. There was peace between Israel and the Amorites. Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. He went from year to year in a circuit to Bethel, Gilgal, and Mizpah, and he judged Israel in all those places. His return was to Ramah, for his house was there. And he judged Israel there, and he built an altar to Yahweh there. Chapter 8 When Samuel was old, he made his sons judges over Israel. Now the name of his firstborn was Joel and the name of his second, Abijah. They were judges in Beersheba. His sons didn't walk in his ways, but turned away after dishonest gain, took bribes, and perverted justice. Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel and Ramah. They said to him, Behold, you are old, and your sons don't walk in your ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. Samuel prayed to Yahweh. Yahweh said to Samuel, Listen to the voice of the people and all that they tell you. For they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me as the king over them, according to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them up out of Egypt even to this day, in that they have forsaken me and served other gods, so they also do to you. Now therefore listen to their voice. However... You shall protest solemnly to them, and shall show them the way of the king who will reign over them. Samuel told all Yahweh's words to the people who asked him for a king. He said, This will be the way of the king who shall reign over you. He will take your sons and appoint them as his servants, for his chariots, and to be his horsemen, and they will run before his chariots. He will appoint them to him for captains of thousands and captains of fifties, and he will assign some to plow his ground, and to reap his harvest, and to make his instruments of war, and the instruments of his chariots. He will take your daughters to be perfumers, to be cooks, and to be bakers. He will take your fields, your vineyards, and your olive groves, even your best, and give them to his servants. He will take one-tenth of your seed, and of your vineyards, and give it to his officers, and to his servants. He will take your male servants, your female servants, your best young men, and your donkeys, and assign them to his own work. He will take one-tenth of your flocks, and you will be his servants. You will cry out in that day because of your king, whom you have chosen for yourselves, and Yahweh will not answer you in that day. But the people refused to listen to the voice of Samuel, and they said, No, but we will have a king over us, that we also may be like all the nations, and that our king may judge us, and go out before us, and fight our battles. Samuel heard all the words of the people, and he rehearsed them in the ears of Yahweh. Yahweh said to Samuel, Listen to their voice, and make them a king. Samuel said to the men of Israel, Everyone go to your own city. Chapter 9 Now there was a man of Benjamin, whose name was Kish, the son of Abiel, the son of Zerar, the son of Barakath, the son of Aphia, the son of a Benjamite, a mighty man of valor. He had a son whose name was Saul, an impressive young man, and there was not among the children of Israel a more handsome person than he. From his shoulders and upward he was taller than any of the people. The donkeys of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. Kish said to Saul, his son, Now take one of the servants with you and arise, go look for the donkeys. He passed through the hill country of Ephraim and passed through the land of Shalisha, but they didn't find them. Then they passed through the land of Shalem, and they weren't there. Then he passed through the land of the Benjamites, but they didn't find them. When they had come to the land of Zuf, Saul said to his servant who was with him, Come, let's return, lest my father stop caring about the donkeys and be anxious for us. The servant said to him, Behold now, there is a man of God in this city, and he is a man who is held in honor. All that he says surely happens. Now let's go there. Perhaps he can tell us which way to go. Then Saul said to the servant, But behold, if we go, what shall we bring the man? For the bread is spent in our sacks, and there is not a present to bring to the man of God. What do we have? The servant answered Saul again, and said, Behold, I have in my hand the fourth part of a shekel of silver. I will give that to the man of God to tell us our way. In earlier times in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, he said, "'Come, let's go to the seer,' for he who is now called a prophet was before called a seer. Then Saul said to his servant, "'Well said. Come, let's go.' So they went to the city, where the man of God was. As they went up the ascent to the city, they found young maidens going out to draw water, and said to them, "'Is the seer here?' They answered them, and said, "'He is. Behold, he is before you. Hurry now, for he has come today into the city.' for the people have a sacrifice today in the high place. As soon as you have come into the city, you will immediately find him, before he goes up to the high place to eat. For the people will not eat until he comes, because he blesses the sacrifice. Afterwards, those who are invited eat. Now therefore go up, for at this time you will find him. They went up to the city. As they came within the city, behold, Samuel came out toward them to go up to the high place. Now Yahweh had revealed to Samuel a day before Saul came, saying, "Tomorrow, about this time, I will send you a man out of the land of Benjamin, and you shall anoint him to be prince over my people Israel. He will save my people out of the hand of the Philistines, for I have looked upon my people, because their cry has come to me. When Samuel saw Saul, Yahweh said to him, Behold, the man of whom I spoke to you, he will have authority over my people. Then Saul approached Samuel in the gateway and said, Please, tell me where the seer's house is. Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. Go up before me to the high place, for you are to eat with me today. In the morning I will let you go, and will tell you all that is in your heart. As for the donkeys who were lost three days ago, don't set your mind on them, for they have been found. For whom does all Israel desire? Is it not you and all your father's house? Saul answered, Am I not a Benjamite, of the smallest of the tribes of Israel, and my family the least of all the families of the tribe of Benjamin? Why, then, do you speak to me like this? Samuel took Saul and his servant, and brought them into the guest-room, and made them sit in the best place among those who were invited, who were about thirty persons. Samuel said to the cook, Bring the portion which I gave to you, of which I said to you, set it aside. The cook took up the thigh, and that which was on it, and set it before Saul. Samuel said, Behold, that which has been reserved, set it before yourself and eat, because it has been kept for you for the appointed time. For I said, I have invited the people. So Saul ate with Samuel that day. When they had come down from the high place into the city, he talked with Saul on the housetop. They arose early, and about daybreak Samuel called to Saul on the housetop, saying, Get up, that I may send you away. Saul arose, and they both went outside, he and Samuel together. As they were going down at the end of the city, Samuel said to Saul, Tell the servant to go on ahead of us. He went ahead, then Samuel said, But stand still first, that I may cause you to hear God's message. Chapter 10 Then Samuel took the vial of oil and poured it on his head, then kissed him and said, Hasn't Yahweh anointed you to be prince over his inheritance? When you have departed from me today, then you will find two men by Rachel's tomb on the border of Benjamin at Zelzah. They will tell you, The donkeys which you went to look for have been found, and behold, your father has stopped caring about the donkeys and is anxious for you, saying, What shall I do for my son? Then you will go on forward from there, and you will come to the oak of Tabor. Three men will meet you there going up to God to Bethel, one carrying three young goats, and another carrying three loaves of bread, and another carrying a container of wine. They will greet you, and give you two loaves of bread, which you shall receive from their hand. After that you will come to the hill of God, where the garrison of the Philistines is, and it will happen, when you have come there to the city, that you will meet a band of prophets, coming down from the high place with a lute, a tambourine, a pipe, and a harp before them, and they will be prophesying. Then Yahweh's Spirit will come mightily on you, then you will prophesy with them, and will be turned into another man. Let it be, when these signs have come to you, that you do what is appropriate for the occasion, for God is with you. Go down ahead of me to Gilgal, and behold, I will come down to you to offer burnt offerings, and to sacrifice sacrifices of peace offerings. Wait seven days until I come to you, and show you what you are to do. It was so, that when he had turned his back to go from Samuel, God gave him another heart, and all these signs happened that day. When they came there to the hill, behold, a band of prophets met him, and the Spirit of God came mightily on him, and he prophesied among them. When all who knew him before saw that, behold, he prophesied with the prophets, then the people said to one another, What is this that has come to the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? One from the same place answered, Who is their father? Therefore it became a proverb, Is Saul also among the prophets? When he had finished prophesying, he came to the high place. Saul's uncle said to him and to his servant, Where did you go? He said, To seek the donkeys. When we saw that they were not found, we came to Samuel. Saul's uncle said, Please tell me what Samuel said to you. Saul said to his uncle, He told us plainly that the donkeys were found. But concerning the matter of the kingdom, of which Samuel spoke, he didn't tell him. Samuel called the people together to Yahweh to Mizpah, and he said to the children of Israel, Yahweh the God of Israel says, I brought Israel up out of Egypt, and I delivered you out of the hands of the Egyptians, and out of the hand of all the kingdoms that oppressed you. But you have today rejected your God who himself saves you out of all your calamities and your distresses. And you have said to him, No, set a king over us. Now, therefore, present yourselves before Yahweh by your tribes and by your thousands. So Samuel brought all the tribes of Israel near, and the tribe of Benjamin was chosen. He brought the tribe of Benjamin near by their families, and the family of the Matarites was chosen. Then Saul, the son of Kish, was chosen. But when they looked for him, he could not be found. Therefore they asked of Yahweh further, Is there yet a man to come here? Yahweh answered, Behold, he has hidden himself among the baggage. They ran and got him there. When he stood among the people, he was higher than any of the people from his shoulders and upward. Samuel said to all the people, Do you see him whom Yahweh has chosen, that there is no one like him among all the people? All the people shouted and said, Long live the king! Then Samuel told the people the regulations of the kingdom, and wrote it in a book, and laid it up before Yahweh. Samuel sent all the people away, every man to his house. Saul also went to his house in Gibeah, and the army went with him, whose hearts God had touched. But certain worthless fellows said, How could this man save us? They despised him and brought him no tribute but he held his peace. Chapter 11 Then Nahash the Ammonite came up and encamped against Jabesh-Gilead, and all the men of Jabesh said to Nahash, Make a covenant with us, and we will serve you. Nahash the Ammonite said to them, On this condition I will make it with you, that all your right eyes be gouged out. I will make this dishonor all Israel. The elders of Jabesh said to him, Give us seven days, that we may send messengers to all the borders of Israel, and then, if there is no one to save us, we will come out to you. Then the messengers came to Gibeah of Saul, and spoke these words in the ears of the people. Then all the people lifted up their voice and wept. Behold, Saul came following the oxen out of the field, and Saul said, What ails the people that they weep? They told him the words of the men of Jabesh. God's Spirit came mightily on Saul when he heard these words when he heard those words, and his anger burned hot. He took a yoke of oxen, and cut them in pieces, and sent them throughout all the borders of Israel by the hand of messengers, saying, Whoever doesn't come out after Saul and after Samuel, so shall it be done to his oxen. The dread of Yahweh fell on the people, and they came out as one man. He counted them in Bezek. And the children of Israel were three hundred thousand, and the men of Judah thirty thousand. They said to the messengers who came, Tell the men of Jabesh-Gilead, Tomorrow, by the time the sun is hot, you will be rescued. The messengers came and told the men of Jabesh, and they were glad. Therefore the men of Jabesh said, Tomorrow we will come out to you, and you shall do with us all that seems good to you. On the next day Saul put the people in three companies, and they came into the middle of the camp in the morning watch, and struck the Ammonites until the heat of the day. Those who remained were scattered so that no two of them were left together. The people said to Samuel, Who is he who said, Shall Saul reign over us? Bring those men that we may put them to death. Saul said, No man shall be put to death today, for Yahweh, for today Yahweh has rescued Israel. Then Samuel said to the people, Come, let's go to Gilgal and renew the kingdom there. All the people went to Gilgal, and there they made Saul king before Yahweh and Gilgal. There they offered sacrifices of peace offerings before Yahweh, and there Saul and all the men of Israel rejoiced greatly. Chapter 12 Samuel said to all Israel, Behold, I have listened to your voice in all that you said to me, and have made a king over you. Now behold, the king walks before you. I am old and gray-headed. Behold, my sons are with you. I have walked before you from my youth to this day. Here I am. Witness against me before Yahweh and before his anointed. Whose ox have I taken? Whose donkey have I taken? Whom have I defrauded? Whom have I oppressed? Of whose hand have I taken a bribe to make me blind my eyes? I will restore it to you. They said, You have not defrauded us nor oppressed us, neither have you taken anything from anyone's hand. He said to them, Yahweh is witness against you, and his anointed is witness today, that you have not found anything in my hand. They said, He is witness. Samuel said to the people, It is Yahweh who appointed Moses and Aaron, and that brought your fathers up out of the land of Egypt. Now therefore stand still, that I may plead with you before Yahweh concerning all the righteous acts of Yahweh, which he did to you and to your fathers. When Jacob had come into Egypt, And your fathers cried to Yahweh. Then Yahweh sent Moses and Aaron, who brought your fathers out of Egypt, and made them dwell in this place. But they forgot Yahweh their god, and he sold them into the hand of Sisera, captain of the army of Hazor, and into the hand of the Philistines, and into the hand of Moab, and they fought against them. They cried to Yahweh and said, We have sinned because we have forsaken Yahweh, and have served the Baals and the Ashtaroth. But now deliver us out of the hand of our enemies, and we will serve you. Yahweh sent Jeroboam, Bidan, Jephthah, and Samuel to deliver you out of the hand of your enemies on every side, and you lived in safety. When you saw that Nahash the king of the children of Ammon came against you, you said to me, No, but a king shall reign over us, when Yahweh your God was your king. Now therefore see the king whom you have chosen and whom you have asked for. Behold, Yahweh has set a king over you. If you will fear Yahweh and serve him, and listen to his voice, and not rebel against the commandment of Yahweh, then both you and also the king who reigns over you are followers of Yahweh your God. But if you will not listen to Yahweh's voice, but rebel against the commandment of Yahweh, then Yahweh's hand will be against you, as it was against your father's. Now therefore... Stand still and see this great thing which Yahweh will do before your eyes. Isn't it wheat harvest today? I will call to Yahweh that he may send thunder and rain, and you will know and see that your wickedness is great, which you have done in Yahweh's sight in asking for a king. So Samuel called to Yahweh, and Yahweh sent thunder and rain that day. Then all the people greatly feared Yahweh and Samuel. All the people said to Samuel, Pray for your servants to Yahweh your God, that we not die, for we have added to all our sins this evil to ask for a king. Samuel said to the people, Don't be afraid. You have indeed done all this evil, yet don't turn away from following Yahweh, but serve Yahweh with all your heart. Don't turn away to go after vain things which can't profit or deliver, for they are vain, For Yahweh will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it has pleased Yahweh to make you a people for himself. Moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against Yahweh in ceasing to pray for you. But I will instruct you in the good and the right way. Only fear Yahweh and serve him in truth with all your heart. For consider what great things he has done for you. But if you keep doing evil, you will be consumed. Both you and your king Chapter thirteen Saul was thirty years old when he became king, and he reigned over Israel forty two years. Saul chose for himself three thousand men of Israel, of which two thousand were with Saul and Michmash, and in the Mount of Bethel, and one thousand were with Jonathan and Gibeah of Benjamin. He sent the rest of the people to their own tents. Jonathan struck the garrison of the Philistines that was in Geba, and the Philistines heard of it. Saul blew the trumpet throughout all the land, saying, Let the Hebrews hear. All Israel heard that Saul had struck the garrison of the Philistines, and also that Israel was considered an abomination to the Philistines. The people were gathered together after Saul to Gilgal. The Philistines assembled themselves together to fight with Israel, thirty thousand chariots and six thousand horsemen, and people as the sand which is on the seashore in multitude. They came up and encamped in Michmash, eastward of beth Aven. When the men of Israel saw that they were in trouble, for the people were distressed, then the people hid themselves in caves, in thickets, in rocks, in tombs, and in pits. Now some of the Hebrews had gone over the Jordan to the land of Gad and Gilead. But as for Saul, he was yet in Gilead, and all the people followed him, trembling. He stayed seven days according to the time set by Samuel, but Samuel didn't come to Gilgal. The people were scattering from him. Saul said, "'Bring the burnt offering to me here, and the peace offerings.' He offered the burnt offering. It came to pass that as soon as he had finished offering the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came, and Saul went out to meet him, that he might greet him. Samuel said, "'What have you done?' Saul said. "'Because I saw that the people were scattered from me, and that you didn't come within the days appointed.' and that the Philistines assembled themselves together at Michmash. Therefore I said, Now the Philistines will come down on me to Gilgal, and I haven't entreated the favor of Yahweh. I forced myself, therefore, and offered the burnt offering. Samuel said to Saul, You have done foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of Yahweh your God, which he commanded you. For now Yahweh would have established your kingdom on Israel forever. But now your kingdom will not continue. Yahweh has sought for himself a man after his own heart, and Yahweh has appointed him to be prince over his people, because you have not kept that which Yahweh commanded you. Samuel arose, and went from Gilgal to Gibeah of Benjamin. Saul counted the people who were present with him, about six hundred men. Saul and Jonathan his son, and the people who were present with them, stayed in Geba of Benjamin, but the Philistines encamped in Michmash. The raiders came out of the camp of the Philistines in three companies. One company turned to the way that leads to Ophrah, the land of Shual. Another company turned the way of Beth-Horon. And another company turned the way of the border that looks down on the valley of Zeboim, toward the wilderness. Now there was no blacksmith found throughout all the land of Israel. For the Philistines said, Lest the Hebrews make themselves swords or spears, But all the Israelites went down to the Philistines, each man, to sharpen his own plowshare, mattock, axe, and sickle. The price was one pay each to sharpen mattocks, plowshares, pitchforks, axes, and goads. So it came to pass in the day of battle that neither sword nor spear was found in the hand of any of the people who were with Saul and Jonathan. But Saul and Jonathan, his son, had them. The garrison of the Philistines went out to the pass of Michmash. Well, that's the end of our reading for this week. We'll leave it at this exciting moment and look forward to reading with you again next week.